Welcome to the Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. This podcast is a ministry of East Denver Bible Baptist Church in Denver, Colorado. Each week, Pastor Lauren will open up the Bible and share the truth of God's Word. Our prayer is to be a blessing by providing you with simple, understandable teachings from Scripture on how to live a life of faith in view of eternity. Here's this week's episode. Hello, this is Lauren Richmond Sr. Welcome to our podcast, Eternity, uh, Eternity's Viewpoints. We're looking into 1 Peter. We talked last time about uh, blessed be the God, and uh, I want to read to you just a couple other things uh, here in 1 Peter chapter 1. I, because I am a child of God, and of course, how do, how, do, how do I become that, or how did I become that, and how can you as well if you're not? The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Well, that's pretty simple, is it? The Bible says, Because of Jesus Christ being the resurrection, uh, we have a live, because of his resurrection, we have a lively hope because he was raised from the dead. Take a look, if we will, just for a minute in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Sometimes it takes me a minute here to get things here, but give me that time. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which ye also have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some have fallen asleep. So how have I become a child of God? How can you become a child of God? It's because of Jesus Christ dying on that cross. The Bible says, God commandeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. We can see Adam and Eve there, and God went looking for them after they had eaten that forbidden fruit, and they were cast out of the garden. Uh, God still cared for them. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and thy, her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. God was going to bring salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross. And of course, what a wonderful Savior he was that was prophesied about his coming in Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 14. Taking me a minute here to get to it this morning, but Isaiah 7 and verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Chapter 9 and verse number 6. For unto us a child is born, 
Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Verse number 7, Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. That's the Savior that we're looking for. The Bible says of that Savior, it's Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Matthew chapter 1, it was prophesied in Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse number 21. And she shall bring forth a son. Let me go back just to verse number 19. Well, actually, we'll go back to 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So he was going to be the Son of God. And then in verse number 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. God with us. That's the Savior that we're celebrating. That's the Savior that gives us the opportunity to be a son of God, to be a child of God. The Bible says in John 1.11, He came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, in verse number 12, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. What a wonderful thing it is that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And he came into this world to save sinners. Paul said, of whom I am chief. As we said, there's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. So how is it that I have become a child of God? I have become a child of God because I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. What did I not do? I didn't get to heaven because of works. I, I didn't get well offered a home in the family of God by just get putting money in the offering. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So works don't save me. It's not a matter of how much money I have. The Bible says, What's it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, or what shall a man give? in exchange for his soul. It's not by taking communion, and we are planning on Sunday morning on taking communion, but that's not what it's all about. It's not because I've been confirmed or I've taken the, uh, I've gone through the catechism classes or uh, whatever it might be in your particular church. The Bible says it's simply understanding, first of all, we're all sinners. The Bible said we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And understanding where sin came from, the Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And then we're told in Romans 6.23, uh, For the wages of sin is death. Now, 
I have, over the years, I've worked jobs and I got paid for the work that I do. Uh, currently, the only thing I've generally been doing is refereeing some basketball and lacrosse, although I'm not able to do that at the moment with a foot issue. But hopefully I'm able to get back and do that. But I get paid for the work that I do. If I don't work, I don't get paid. So many people think that they can work their way to heaven, but the reality is all they're doing is they're building up uh, their, their resume or their accomplishments for going to hell because the Bible says in Reve uh, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin, that can be an evil thought. That can be saying something that we shouldn't say. It could be doing something that we shouldn't do. And it also could be, the Bible says, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him that sin. That's sometimes that act of omission, not doing what we know we should do, that, that can cost us as well. But if we were to commit three sins a day, that would be uh, a thousand sins in a year. And over a lifetime, for me, it's almost 70,000 sins, and I'm sure I've gone well over that, because we're not even aware so many times of the sins which we do commit. But the Bible says, for whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Well, you think about how many sins, how many times you've offended the Lord. The wages of sin is death. You're going to have to pay for it. But the Bible says, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But first of all, if we go to the book of Revelation, verses 20 and 14 and 15, it says, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You know, so many people are afraid of death. Uh, talking with a lady recently who's uh, not probably got a whole lot of time to live, and what I'm sharing with her is the fact, you know, if you're ready to receive the Lord, there's nothing to be afraid about. But we're afraid of that particular moment. We don't look forward to that time. We're, we're not sure what kind of suffering we're going to have to go through before death takes us, and that, that's certainly a fearful thing. Uh, we don't want things to fail and have to d deal with the pain that we may have to go through. That's difficult. But you know, First uh, Peter chapter 5 has a little bit to talk about that. First Peter chapter 5 and verse number 10 says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We can still praise our God even though we're going through those things. But we don't have to fear death itself, do we? The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says God commandeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, he saved us while we were yet sinners. And the Bible says there's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. The Bible says you hath he quickened who are dead and trespasses and sins. You've been made alive. You've been lifted up out of the miry clay. You've had your feet set upon the rock. You've had your goings established. You've had a new song put in your mouth. Even praise to our God. That's the God we serve. That's how we become. A child of God. You say, well, what's next? Well, Romans chapter 10 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. That's talking about prayer. Not confessing a priest to a priest. The Bible says there's one mediator 
between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. There's only one to confess sins to. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, acknowledge, yes, I am a sinner. I believe that you are who you say you are. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose again from the grave. I believe that you've conquered sin and death in the grave. I believe that you have been resurrected. I know that you've prepared a place for me in heaven one day, and I want to be there with you because of what you've done, not because of who I am, but of who you are. The Bible says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And so we look forward to that time when we're going to be with our Savior. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just asking him to save you. And if you do it, then take any fancy words just from your heart, calling out and say, God save me. God be merciful to me, a sinner. I can't save myself. I know that you can. And I'm trusting you to do just exactly that. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. The Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast is produced by Resonate Media in partnership with East Denver Bible Baptist Church. If you have been blessed by what you have heard today, help us share the blessing with more people by subscribing and leaving a review. To learn more about the podcast or to connect with Pastor Lauren, visit eternityviewpoint.com. Do you have something to say? Are there people who want or need to hear from you? Have you always wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Welcome to Resonate Media, where our mission is to amplify you. At Resonate Media, we focus on helping underrepresented voices and aspiring podcasters get started by providing equipment, expertise, and experience to help you launch a podcast. To get started, visit ResonateMediaPro.com. Don't let the confusion, complications, and costs of hosting, recording, editing, and distribution hold you back. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Resonate Media can help your voice be heard.